0: My name's Matthew, and I am a musician from Spokane, Washington, and I perform solo as Automatic Shoes, and I'm also in the band Atari Ferrari. I'm going to tell you the story of an unexpected friendship in my life with a guy named Bill. I had been working at Hastings Music Store in 2009, and uh, it has since closed down like a lot of music stores. So I got this call center job, and Bill was the trainer. And the call center was for a company called Super Value, and they own all the Albertsons grocery stores in our area. So if you'd call the number at the bottom of your receipt to say your cashier did an amazing job, uh, which nobody did, um, you would be calling me. And uh, so he started the training by going around the room and having everybody say, one thing that they are better at than the rest of the room, and, and mine was singing. <laughs> I was only 20 at the time, and I did not sing in front of anybody until I was 24. Um, it was just one of those things where I kind of blurt out something to make me uncomfortable and make me follow through with it. Um, I have a tendency to do that. So. He comes up to me afterward and said that he played clarinet and, and took music theory in college. and uh, He was known as the singing trainer because he would walk around and croon and put everybody in a good mood. He'd like to sing Christmas songs during Christmas time. And I wasn't about to sing in front of him so I had to send him a link to my MySpace profile and that was a big deal for me because we didn't really want everyone to know our information back then. so. Uh, I didn't want anybody to know who I was online. So he goes home and he listens to the song on my profile and it's like this. shows up at work the next day and he's like I listened to that song on your profile and I really liked it and I don't remember the artist's name though can you tell me who the artist was and I said it was me I'm automatic shoes because I don't like using my name I think and uh he was just in disbelief he couldn't believe that I was the one singing that and and he's like well I'm gonna be embarrassed now if I'm singing in front of you I don't want to hit any wrong notes And uh, I thought that was kind of funny. So a couple months later, there's a really bad snowstorm in Spokane, and I'm stuck in the alley behind my house, and Bill's the one that offers to give me a ride to work. And honestly, I didn't want to get a ride from somebody that I didn't know because I don't like meeting new people either. I don't warm up to people very easily. I'm not the nicest person that you'll ever meet <laughs> um, but I took him up on the offer to give me a ride to work and we became friends like, we had trust after that and uh, little did I know he really needed a friend at that time because he was battling himself inside he had spent 65 years in the closet and I was the one that he needed to tell was the one that he needed, he needed to, to throw himself out, himself out there to the and wolves and and make it real in his life. life so i got to be that person i remember when he told me he was just surprised that i i didn't react i was just like okay yeah sure like i kind of figured you were anyway because you didn't brag about your wife and your kids and all that stuff um, but just compared to the weight that he had felt his whole life, like my reaction was nothing. And he just blew his mind. So 10 years later, last April, I am by Bill's hospital bed. And he is um, trying to explain to me that he wants me to pull up my music on his phone so that he can listen one last time. And I've never felt more sorrow enjoy in one moment, and I've spent the last year trying to process that, so, um, yeah, I felt a little bit lost without his wisdom, even just to, like, send a song idea to or run any other kind of idea by him and see how it sticks. He would say things like, man, I didn't learn that stuff until I was in my 50s, or have that realization, or have that grasp on this concept. So he'd make me feel really good about things like that. And I've been thinking about how it's hard to lose your heroes, but you kind of create a space for them in your life, and little things that you do, whether it's the coffee cup you drink out of, or the lamp up here behind me is Bill's, or... Overcoming this fear of speaking on camera for people. I hate it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I wasn't really like prepared for the idea of losing my heroes until Bowie died and then Prince died and then Tom Petty died. And I just thought that the next decade is going to be really painful for a lot of people like the last year I've been going through losing my personal hero like it's gonna be that In the world, everybody's losing. I mean, not to be morbid, but we're going to lose a lot of people, and that's going to suck. But on the other hand, when we prop their legacies up next to what we've been um, elevating recently, this whatever's popular right now, when we compare them side by side, I think we're going to demand a lot more from what we give power to, um, musically and maybe politically. (laughs) Although I doubt that. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm prepared to be very sad, but also I'm prepared for kind of a a music revolution. Maybe it's a long time coming. because the last revolution I'm aware of in music, there was a lot of pretty boys and punk rock chicks and rock bands, so I'm excited about that if that's gonna be the case. Anyways, I wrote an album in my quarantine called No More Heroes, and it's kind of just about my feelings the last year, and personally, and about the world. And, and I wrote this song called Dog on the Run about Bill, so I'm gonna play that. Well, it's been so long Since you went away You wanted one last song It was a shade of gray And I've been living my life Out on my own like a dog on the ride Dog on the ride It's been so long.